go and that rush for domestic perfectionism. I think women particularly struggle with this and maybe be content with a little more squalor (laughs) and we might be able to regain some of that time on the weekend. So I'm a big advocate of squalor. I'm trying to make peace with it. So how did we get here? Because honestly, I'm thinking like a decade ago, I was doing interviews on the slow food movement and the slow travel movement and the slow everything (laughs) movement. And now it seems like, wow, a decade on and we didn't learn anything. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, I mean, there are several pieces here. I think the biggest difference probably in your life, I know it is in my life from 10 years ago, is this little box that's sitting next to me blinking, which is my phone. And devices have really changed our relationship to work, right? We are never entirely disconnected. We actually, many of us, carry our offices in our bags and in our back pockets. Mm -hmm. And that state of high alertness that's required, even if you're not officially working, but you're kind of in tune with work, it takes a real mental toll. So that's one of the pieces is just our constant availability. And the other thing is a real shift from stable full-time work since this economic crash of the late 2000s to precarious work culture. The city where I live in Toronto, 50% of the workers here are in what they call the precariat. They're working in the gig economy. So they have several contract jobs or part-time gigs. And put together, that usually annihilates the weekend. And it is hard to have that kind of slowness <laughs> that you reference, that time off, that official time off where you really are off the clock if you know that in two hours you have to get to your third job. It's a really complicated subject because it seems like it's both personal and has to do with personal choices that we make and that we have some control over and also structural. And this is also a political and economic issue. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is really complicated. And I'm always wary of it being framed as a self-help issue because certainly there are things that we can do on a personal level and that I try to implement in my life to make the most of that rare time off. But Ultimately, yeah. I mean, this is a public interest issue, and it does require some kind of government intervention, and it requires corporate overhaul and business leaders who are willing to model healthy behaviors around work-life balance and long-hour culture. So, yeah, I think if we don't actually look at this in a serious way as a social issue— then I think we're inviting increased levels of anxiety and mental health issues. And it is serious. This actually isn't just a private thing. This is something that is happening across the board to many laborers. So when you decided to do what you could to change your own and your family's weekend, what did you discover? Did you come up with some components, some ingredients for having a good weekend? The most useful delineation for me was figuring out that there are two kinds of leisure. There's passive leisure and active leisure. And we were very engaged in passive leisure, which we were kind of passing off as fun, which meant that we were so burnt out on the weekends. And this might sound familiar, I don't know, but we would collapse on the couch and watch Netflix or watch (laughs) sports. That's pretty familiar. (laughs) Right? Because you're just so burnt out. And that might provide immediate kind of benefits, but they're sort of, they're like hedonic, right? They don't really last. But active leisure is that kind of deeper engagement with an activity like a hobby or even a sport with other people, something where you can kind of hit that flow state and really come out of yourself 
And that kind of leisure, that kind of use of time, free time, has much more benefits, long-lasting benefits. So for us, we had to create space to do that act of leisure. And that meant, frankly, in our family, pulling the kids out of activities. We just thought they're enriched enough. (laughs) And what they really need and what we really need is a little bit of boredom and Mm. a little space in the weekend to explore and figure out for them, what they really liked independent of our agenda for them as children. And I think in this moment of, you know, hyper-parenting, it can be almost scary to say, oh, my kids don't have anything to do <laughs> on the weekends. They just run free, right? But of course, that's where all the epiphanies are. And that's where we figure out who we are. And then I realized that was kind of the same for me and for my husband as well, that we needed to create space on the weekends for anything to happen. Often that means for us getting into nature, getting out of the city or even within the city, finding nature, finding beauty, making sure to get to the museum or even just walk over to...